We are we are the gross cast episode butts. Welcome back! Here it is. This is where it is. It's all that matters now. Top five. And it's going hard from here. It's, it's, yeah, it's woof from here. That's all I can say. It's, it's good stuff. It's only the good stuff. All that other stuff in the last episode is trash. Get it out of here. (laughs) Don't even need it. Don't even care about those albums anymore because we're here for the top five. Your pals at the Album Listening Club, I am once again joined by my best pal, Taylor. Hey, uh. How, how's it going? Did you have yourself a nice rest? Yep, it's, <laughs> I, I slept pretty uh, better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody's buying that at all. Uh, I've, got, I've, got a, I've got a fresh cup of coffee. <laughs> fresh cup of coffee, fresh cup of joe, you're ready to go, we're going to do... Five to one spoilers. Taylor's is Buck Cherry. <laughs> oh, said nobody ever. Nobody except middle-aged moms who are out flashing their tits at those awful shows. Yeah. So, what do you say we we just jump right in? Let's do it. Let's do it. We got a number five for you. We're gonna do it. Here we go. Hit me. Hit ya. Martyr Loser King from Saul Williams. Saul Williams, just an amazing, amazing artist. I, I like this guy. Like, I think that he just has a voice that, like, much like David Diggs, in a different way, Saul yeah. Williams just commands attention. Like, when he is rapping, there is a conviction to his voice that is just so very, just, it grabs you. And... He has an amazing singing voice. Like, I just absolutely love hearing this guy sing, too. It's just, he can do a bit of everything. And, of, of course, like, his his lyrical content is just always so, just, like, so much different than, than what yeah. other people are doing. Like, he's really trying to say something important with everything that he does. And Martyr Loser King is a very weird concept album about a hacker um, that... It's just, it's a little hard to follow, but there's a lot of just great tracks anyway. Uh, so that's all that matters, right? Yep. It's, it's just, it's just full of good tracks. There's not a bad cut on this album. Um, and the track that I chose for it is uh, my second favorite track. My favorite track on the album was the lead track Burundi, which just, mm. man, it's so good. Like, if you've, if you've not heard Burundi, go listen to that, too. But the track that I chose is I went with another track that is representative of the work as a whole. Uh, I went with The Bear slash Colton is Cotton. And, um, man, it's just, like, this is an album that's got some fantastic singing, uh, great lyrical content, and it, just, like, a mix of his rapping and spoken word abilities kind of mixed in. And it just all comes together in this really great just five minute track of um just man so good that's all i can say like sometimes sometimes that's all you can say about good music is man 
that's real fucking good. Oh, yeah. So here it is. The Bear, Colton is Cotton, from Saul Williams, Martyr Loser King. The treatment of one faith towards another Hacking the masculinity, femininity, sexuality What is taught, what is felt, what is learned, what is shared Hacking the God, stories of creation, servants and eggs People share too much, people seem lonely People want to connect, people want to uplift People need uplifting Three simple copper wires coiled round an orb 
in the orbit. Equatorial landmines useful in precious metals. Colton is cotton. Colton is Holton 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 is hacking the horse. Industrial digital hacking the coal. Using instrument is metaphor. Hacking the mainframe. Dismantle definitions. Long man duty. Hacking to the database. Hacking to the subconscious. The panel on survival. Hacking the celebrity. Hacking to the cultural development of taste. Hacking the violence. Fear and ignorance. How are they linked? And Taylor, throwing it to you for a number five. My number five is The Madness of Many by Animals as Leaders. Mm, nice pick. Mm. Just a ni- just some nice, uh, mind-bending, totally instrumental, progressive metal deals. Yeah. Uh, Animals as Leaders is... Uh, a three-piece uh, headed up most famously by uh, lead guitarist Tosa Nabasi, who, uh, when he made a YouTube account in 2006, his name was X Next Guitar God X. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I say, uh, he wasn't kidding. No, no, not at <laughs> this all. Guy, this guy is stupid fucking good. Yeah. And the benefit of time and a couple albums under their belt means that uh, the first Animals as Leaders album was all wank. Yeah. <laughs> it was just Tosin Abasi showing off for 50 minutes. Absolutely. And, I mean, and, and it, that has merit. I mean, that yeah. that can be fun. But, like, this is something a little more cohesive, and, and you can wrap your head around it a lot easier, I think. Yeah, but... From weightless to the joy of motion to this album, they sort of they've turned down the distortion. They've uh, started writing melodies and evolving rhythmic passages, and you know, featuring guitar solos as like a climax of a song rather than uh, the excuse for the song. Yes, yes, <laughs> like like it doesn't. Yeah, it's it's not wank. It actually fits in. Like it's 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 there for like it, the the songs earn that shit now. Hmm. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, there's still a lot of showing off. Oh, absolutely. But, but there's different varieties of showing off. It's not all just speedy alternate picking and constant taps and sweeps. There's a the last two songs, the brain dance and arithmophobia are like all like classical nylon string finger picking deals Mm -hmm. and that shit's so good yeah but the song i picked uh comes from around the middle of the album it's private visions of the world Mm. which is a good sort of um example of how they can go from you know different ideas about melody and rhythm and take songs in different places and show off a lot (laughs) this is like like like, like, I'm gonna implore Rhett to check this out because I know he likes shit like this. Yeah, definitely check this album out. You heard it here, folks. Check out Animals as Leaders.
That's some tasted jam, Taylor. Mm. Uh, yeah, mm. I just I, I I smashed the berries by hand. Mm, so good. <laughs> mm, mm. My, it's so good, my tummy. Mm. Yeah. You wanna you wanna you wanna eat some off of my tummy? I would actually. Mm-hmm. That sounds very nice. <laughs> After this, me and Taylor are gonna fuck. And this is gonna be real good. <laughs> Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna fly to whatever frozen hellhole Polly lives in, <laughs> and we're going to fuck. And we're gonna keep it nice and warm. Yeah. Mm. How about a number four? <laughs> Let's do a number four. <laughs> My number four completely caught me by surprise because it comes from an artist that I just did not get. I like at all this out al- like this artist has actually briefly been mentioned on the uh, the album listening club appeared on the first episode actually they appeared on the bus driver perfect hair album and i believe uh, you guys remember me saying a lot about how i hated this person but oh yeah oh yeah his verse in fucking whatever that song yeah. is ego uh, trip fuck ego yeah fuck that guy <laughs> but but maybe this album's good and I should listen to it. <laughs> Number four is Atrocity Exhibition from Danny Brown. Like, I have not been able to get into this guy. Like, I've tried to enjoy 30. I tried to enjoy old. I tried to enjoy the hybrid. And I think it came down to him not having the kind of production that he needs for the material and his voice. And I think with Atrocity Exhibition... He knocked it out of the park. Like this is the most unhip hop hip hop album that, like, if if we if we take away things like clipping and Blackie and Death Grips, we can say that like Danny Brown is kind of doing his own thing in that sphere now. That is like it's got a much darker tone to it. Um, it's it, like Danny Brown has once stated that like he could rap over two pans rubbing together. And I think that this album proves it because some of the beats on this record are just so out of left field. And I'm like, I'm sitting there like, what is the time signature here? How is he doing this? And there are times where he will just like completely flip his flow and do something entirely different. And, um... And it's just an album that is, like, the name, exact, like, exemplifies its lyrical content. It is an album that is very just dark, and it, is, it comes from a very dark and ugly place. Um, uh, and it, 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 it just kind of signifies the downward spiral of someone. Like, this is literally the downward spiral, I would say, of rap albums, if I had to say it. Like, like this, Damn. <laughs> Um, and the track that I chose from the album is, quite fittingly, the opener, The Downward Spiral. Um, <laughs> it, it, it exemplifies sort of the just weird production that this album has, his ability to rap over just complete insanity, and also like finding things that fit his very weird vocal tone. Um and, and and it's 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 a song and both an album about kind of like you know break your mind breaking inside and how like drugs are a big part of this but it also it's just like you know but drugs are kind of cool too because i kind of have <laughs> a lot of fun on them yeah um and it's just kind of like both sides of that coin and this album just blew me away when i first heard it um 
And, like, I'm not even sure what, you know, made me give it a chance. You know, I bought it day one. I was just, you know, I hadn't heard anything from it. I just, like, just from the album cover, it was just like, this doesn't look like an, a rap album at all. Like, maybe there's something here. So, you know, I was able to grab it for, like, I think it was, like, $7 or something the day it came out on Amazon MP3. And it was just, like, that night threw it on and was just completely blown away by what I had heard and how well he had put this entire project together. So, um, here it is. It is The Downward Spiral from Atrocity Exhibition by Danny Brown. I'm sweating like I'm in a rave. Been in this room for three days. Think I'm hearing voices. Paranoid and think I'm seeing ghosts. I'm sick. Phone keep ringing, but I cut that shit off. Only time I use it when I tell a girl I drop it off. Had a threesome last night, ain't matter what it costs. Couldn't get it high, trying to stuff it in soft. Had to fuck them off rock. Keep my fingers crossed. Been grinding on my teeth so long, it's swelling up my jaw. Nothing on but my bad robe and pinky ring. The worst nightmare for a knees at normal drink. Have I learned anything? It's don't not off with your motherfucking cigarette burning. Knocking on the door, but I won't answer. Residue on mirrors, Joe Joe dancer. number fours we got we like kind of like a friendship ring i bet you've got a number four to match mine oh yeah oh sweet all right so i'm gonna all right let's stick the fourth finger in now oh baby (laughs) Mm, feels so good (laughs) baby you really know how to do it i would certainly hope so at this point anyway (laughs) 
Uh, we are a professional PG podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, number four is Transcendence by Devin Townsend Project. Mm, 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 mm. Good album. Oh, yeah. Very, very nice. Uh, so everybody here should know who Devin Townsend is by now, but if you don't, he is a Canadian heavy metal musician who fronted the band Strapping Young Lad throughout the 90s and early 2000s. Yep. And then broke that up, broke up that band, got his life together, and started yeah. making music again. Yeah, and like just the stuff that he's done on his own is so man. He is phenomenal. Oh yeah, he is one of the great musicians of our time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this, and this album showcases that further. I think that this album is way better than the last album that he put out because that last album didn't do a lot for me, unfortunately. I think uh, when it comes to Z2, mm-hmm. or Z2 because he's Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I liked the Ziltoid stuff. Yeah. I thought the Ziltoid stuff was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the Devin Townsend Project stuff sounded forced and rushed because it was. It was, yeah. <laughs> he has been very uh, transparent about the fact that he made that half of the record because the record company told him that the other stuff he just got finished with was unmarketable. Yeah. Yeah, and and they're like you've released like four highly you've released like five highly successful albums in a row. You can't kill your momentum with us now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's kind of stuck. Transcendence, however, feels like an album that he was actually having fun making Absolutely. and was very pleased with the results of. Yeah, it sort of harkens back to his earlier uh, solo material, like Ocean Machine and mm-hmm. Teria, mm-hmm. and some of the uh, Devin Townsend band albums, like Accelerated Evolution. Yeah. It just feels, it's got a very, you know, compared to some of the other DTP stuff that was more straightforward and like, you know, not necessarily simple, but more like concise and, you know, smaller in scope. This is a big, broad, over-the-top, bombastic kind of a record. Yes, yes. And it is so great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm, and all it's of delicious. its it's delicious, and all of its wild splendor. Track I chose is Stormbending. Mm, mm, good, good. That is some good squishy right there. It is very um, indicative of what you're in for with this album. Yes, and it's got just you know another thing that's better on this album is the production by the yeah, way <laughs> yeah yeah it sounds real good like the fucking drums on Ooh, this man. damn album are just like getting punched in the brain yes, yes you're gonna get your face <laughs> pounded right the fuck off and the guitars don't sound like mud like they did all over zed 2 <laughs> yeah yeah that was a problem just everything's got it's just real sharp and concise uh in yeah, this it, record it's real good and talk about and talk about guys with vocal ranges. Holy Devin fucking shit. Townsend. <laughs> Holy shit. Man, that guy can go. Yeah. So, here we are. Let's let's bend some storms. <laughs>
That was Avatar The Last Airbender from the Devin Townsend guy. <laughs> so, um, before we move on to our number threes, we've got to move over to our good pal, Boner. Everybody knows, but we love Boner. He's a great guy. Mm. And we're going to move over to his number three, uh, which is a Trilogy from Carpenter Brut. I poked the listening to Synthwave a little bit prior to this year, and by extension, it's cousins uh, Dreamwave and Vaporwave. Oh, God. Why would you do that? <laughs> Why would you do that to yourself, Boner? Hey, it, there is one good Vaporwave album. <laughs> one. One. As one can imagine, with a genre designed to mimic the aesthetics of cheesy direct-to-video 80s exploitation movie soundtracks, a lot of this tends to run together. Not so much with Carpenter Brute, a French artist who has managed to carve out a comfortable niche appearing in video game soundtracks, Hotline Miami, but whose compositions have the right amount of danciness and evil to give them an extra bit of staying power amongst a musical production trend that seems to be on the decline. For its Miami Vice synth bombast and slap bass groove, I chose Disco Zombie Italia as this pick's sample. So here it is. Disco Zombie Italia from Carpenter Brut. I just like saying it like that. Carpenter Brut. Brut.
Now there's just some nice 80s jams. Gonna make you feel good, make you feel funky. Take you back to a time when big hair looked stupid and people thought it looked good. Yeah. Man. What was the 80s thinking? It was bad, man. Like, why do people have such... Why do people have so much love for that shit? But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about some good music. And we're we're just going to keep the train rolling with with some good music. Uh, New album, my number three, from the the Deftones, Gore. Ooh. This album, uh, shit. <laughs> this album, start to fr- start to finish, is just great. It is so dark and foreboding, and just its time signatures and shit are all over the place. Like it is hard <laughs> to map this album. Oh yeah, but it is so so good. It's, and and I know a lot of people, especially their guitarists, don't really like where Deftones have gone. <laughs> in recent years but give it up you're not getting another around the fur guys yeah it's not happening i am legit surprised that stephen carpenter is still in the deftones i'm not i'm not because what else is he gonna do deft i mean this fucking album sold quite a bit in its first week and made them quite a bit of money so yeah that's true um but uh this album is just more of that like progression of where they started going on white pony, which was an album that just came out of left field for them because like a lot of people had kind of really pegged them into that new metal sound of, you know, like corn and stuff. And that's sort of where they came from. But I feel that they always kind of have had a more distinct sound. Like something was definitely, there was a lot more always going on with their music and lyrics and the vocals are just always been very like china moreno is a very unique vocalist um who also has an incredible range oh yeah um and the track i chose from this album is phantom bride uh it's near the end of the album uh and it's just like just like 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 it's i chose this because i just I, i love the guitar wankery in it there's there's (laughs) a lot of fun guitar wankery in this album and it's a great or this song and it's a great song as well uh it was hard for me like for these last three albums it was so hard for me to choose just one song uh so i went with like the one that stood out the most that i think most people would like and maybe then like dig further in um and this is just a really great track from a really great album here it is number three from deftones album gore Phantom Bride.
tasty gore. We got some jam. We got some gore. Man, this this episode's just got it all. Yeah. John Thayer is probably especially pleased with the gore part. Oh, of course. So, Taylor. Yes? Why don't you just, just like, bring some more sweet, sweet jams to my ears. I, I need them. I need, so, I need your number three jam. Let's hear it. My number three jam of the year of 2016 is Guidance by Russian Circles. All right. Russian Circles are a originally Chicago-based uh, three-piece instrumental rock trio mm-hmm. who have their fingers all over a lot of different pies. Uh, notably, guitarist Mike Sullivan played guitar on Chelsea Wolfe's Abyss last yes, year. Yes, that was another fine album that made both of our lists. Yep, that made my number one, as a matter of yep, fact. Yep, Man, what a fantastic and, record. And uh, Brian Cook, the bass player, also showed up last year because he plays bass for Sumac. Yeah. So this album is sort of... Um, it's it's always each Russian Circles album is a little bit different. Like I think they go into it. Um, I don't know if they consciously don't want to make the same album twice, mm-hmm. or if it's just like where whatever they happen to be feeling when they start writing together. Yeah, at a given year. But this album is kind of it's got some of the like dirty, aggressive, really dark, heavy metal material from Empros and Memorial, mm-hmm. which were the 2011 and 2013 offerings. But it's also got some like sweeter, softer melodies thrown in between to kind of break up the break up the grime. Gotcha, yeah. And the, these guys, you know, these guys have a very raw and dirty production style. Mm. Like, uh, Memorial was recorded and mixed at Electrical Audio. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking <laughs> about then. Yeah. Yeah. And this one was mixed at God City Studios by Kurt Ballou of Converge. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can already... <laughs> like, I've not heard this album, but I guarantee you I know what it sounds like now. Yeah. And, you know, they don't... They don't necessarily sound like a god. They don't necessarily write music like a God City band does, but that kind of very gritty um, production style, born of really loud amps and weird microphones, yeah. is all over the place. Just that, like that shit is always fascinating for my ears as an engineer. Absolutely. So the track I chose is Kala, which is sort of. Um, a very good distillation of this album in terms of its atmosphere and its dark driving passages and just being really pretty cool. Kala, if you feel me. <laughs>
jams. They just keep coming, Taylor. Like, it's just, we're overflowing with, like, how can we hold all these tasty jams? Yeah, I don't know. We're gonna need a, we're gonna need a bucket. Gonna need a bucket, gonna need a bucket. Hey, I bet our good pal Boner, he got a number two album of the year. We're getting in the red zone now, folks. Oh, yeah. There it is. What is Boner's number two album of the year? Boner has Sky Ferreira's Nighttime My Time. Mm. This artist first appeared on my radar with her 2012 single, Everything is Embarrassing, although I didn't get around to exploring her sporadic output in earnest until much later. Ferreira's sound consists largely of airy synth-pop and grody electronic bubblegum punk, and although her music behind this... Although her behind-the-music career seems to be geared towards constructing this too-cool-for-school persona in service of her acting and modeling celebrity, <laughs> there's an earnesty to the vocals on this album that just isn't evident in the ironic deadpan that pervades the modern indie scene. Wow. My pick from this album... he's smart. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gotta love Boner. My pick from this album features a dirty beat with some minimalist pop tones and an emotional indictment of the subject's one-sided relationship with the narrator. With the narrator, this is I blame myself. I blame Byron personally. <laughs> uh, who can I blame? Uh, let's blame John. John and. A- and Ashley. Who will and not Rhett. be listening to this. And Rhett. <laughs> Who I think does listen to these, actually. Yes, I think so. <laughs> I blame myself. From Sky Ferreira. Is it because you know my name?
right, Taylor. Here it is. Like we're getting things. That, whew, pull that hurt, collar hurt. back. It's starting to get. Oh man, these last two. These last two. I like for like a month. I had to bounce back and forth between them, and they hurt so much every time I did. It was just like, oh, all right, well, okay, I'll do this. Yeah, I was in a similar position, but and then, and then every at time some I point switch, you just you have to lock it down. At some point, you have to say no. <laughs> We're done. Like I can't do this anymore. I have things to do with my life. So, after all of the the sitting down, driving myself crazy, just beating my head against the keyboard. Mm. And uh, and all of that fun stuff. My number two is a moon-shaped pool from Radiohead, who I I have not been a fan of their output for a while. Um, I was not at like, like the King of Limbs is garbage. I think it is a poop album, and the only version of that album is, that is good is was performed live from the basement. Uh, so if you didn't like the King of Limbs. Go listen to that. And if you like The King of Limbs, go listen to a better version of it from <laughs> from the basement. Um, but I think there was just this point where Radiohead got really fucking Casio keyboardy, And it felt like Tom just couldn't keep weird, dumb computer shit out of the studio and just, like, let songs happen. Um, I mean... When you're a band that is as up their own ass as Radiohead Absolutely. is, yeah. it's sometimes hard to see the writing on the wall. Yeah, but it's just like, even his solo work just had this very samey quality to it, and that's basically, like, The King of Limbs felt like another Tom York solo album, really. Uh, in which I liked Eraser, you know, but I did not like uh, Adams for Peace at all, and that's kind of like what The King of Limbs was. A moon-shaped pool is just a complete reversal of that. It is a gorgeous album, front to back. Just beautiful melodies, beautiful arrangements, solid fucking production, really great songwriting, no Casio keyboards. (laughs) That's Um, always a benefit, isn't it? Absolutely. And it just kind of feels like a band again. With all of everything that they've, they have going on uh, with this record, uh, and I love it start to back. It's just like I, there's nothing I can skip. And a lot of people bitch about the version of True Love Waits that they finally released, but man, fucking get over it. They wrote that song in like 1994, so they performed it live a bunch of times, and it was really good. You only like that a lot because that's what you've heard. Like, But I I am totally okay with the new arrangement they did for this album. But that is not my pick from A Moon-Shaped Pool. I chose Identikit because it's just real fucking rockin' and rad and just got a really nice, solid groove throughout. Really fun guitar, really great uh vocal melody going on from Mr. Tom York, who's just, you know, he's got that in him. That's one of his things. He's just really good at composing great vocal melodies. Um, so, um, did you listen to this album at all, Taylor? Uh, no, I didn't, because I don't like radio oh, that much. <laughs> I, d- I had no idea. I had no idea. I only, I've only asked you that a few times, because I thought they were albums you might have listened to, and I'm like, oh, for four. <laughs> Eh. Yeah, it, it, there's a lot of. I hate to be fair. Three of them were I forgot or didn't know that that right. artist had an album out. 
I was fully aware of this one. I just like I don't like anything they've done since OK Computer. Ouch! <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> also, hey Rhett, Amnesiac is better than Kid A. Here it is, Identicate from a moon-shaped pool, Radiohead. Boom.
Yes, Polly. I two. do, but What's I your... do, but it's always nice to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> what is your number two album All of right. the year? My number two. Are you ready for the heavy? I'm ready for the heavy. My number two is "The Violent Sleep of Reason" by Mashuga. Oh God! <laughs> yep. Just oh my God! Good... Give me, give me the chug! God damn it! Yeah. All of the ch- all of the chug, and all of the brutality of oh fuck! I love Mashuga so much. Yeah, they are so, so fun. So speaking of interest, uh, 2012's album Coloss didn't really uh, grab me as much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I just felt like compared to Obzen, it was kind of a step down. Yeah. Uh, but this one, they've stepped. Right back up. Yes. Is... Now, granted, I still think it has some of the Coloss problems of there's not enough quiet, creepy, clean guitar sections like yeah, like helped break up Obzen's uh, nonstop assault, and it probably runs about five minutes longer than it needs to. They really should have cut Monstro City. <laughs> yeah, that's a very, very silly song. Yeah, it's not it's not like a bad song, but like you know, a little editing would have helped. Yeah. And by editing I mean just, not that just song. But... Delete it. <laughs> but everything else, everything else is fucking Mashuga in first class form. It's got all of the, you know, mind-bending rhythms and grooves and all yeah. of the impossible fucking drumming. A lot of this took me back to Chaos Sphere, really. Yeah. Like, and that that's, like, prob- that's probably still my favorite Meshuggah album, I think. Yeah. yeah. If I had to pick, I might go with Catch 33. Not bad. Not a bad choice. So, the and the, in terms of the way this album sounds... Mm-hmm. uh they sort of did a complete 180 of the production style that had been their thing, I think, basically since the IEP. Yeah. So they recorded, they tracked everything live in studio. Yeah. And they used real amplifiers. <laughs> Which is good, because that's a good sound to have. Yeah, and they, you know, they didn't, I guess, uh, drummer Thomas Haka has said that they didn't like meticulously edit his drums or do as many takes as they have in the past. They just sort of rehearsed these songs, cut them to cut them down to the to, to the computer, and then they're like done. Next song. Yeah, and that's... I think I think it helps lend an air of like liveliness and immediacy that has been a perhaps a little bit lacking from yeah, the sugar. And, and I think that there's some space. In the album, too. Like, like it doesn't, like, like since it's not so fucking edited and kind of, like, you know, studio trickeried into existence, there's, like, a space to everything where everything just kind of feels a little more relaxed. Yeah, they kind of, it's like, they got some of their, like, thrash metal-y yeah. grooves back. Yeah. As opposed to, like, their, you know, 
It, which is funny because my favorite Meshuggah album is probably like their most music <laughs> as a fucking laboratory experiment yeah. album. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, hey, but also that album is less than 40 minutes long. And if you're going to go for it, you might as well yeah, go full just, concept on it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so my pick is Stifled, mm. which is. I picked this song solely because it has a clean passage at the end as it transitions into the next song, and I think that makes this song very distinct. Very distinct, and you get some prettiness there to go with yeah. your brutality for breakfast. Yeah. yeah. Stifled, Meshuggah, Violent Sleep of Reason. Get some.
Oh, I just destroyed my knee and my fucking desk. That sounds terrible, going right into our number ones, Taylor. Good lord. Uh, it seems like only yesterday we were doing this. I know. God, do I need to call 911? No. You're going to be able to make it through? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Before let's we hear what our... Huh? I was going to say, let's hear what our friend Boner has to say while I catch my breath. <laughs> okay, like, while you recover from decimating your entire kneecap, on a fucking desk because you are a klutz. Our number one album of the year from our good pal Boner is Banks and Steel's Anything But Words. The collaboration of Paul Banks from Interpol and RZA from the Wu-Tang Clan was probably the most significant project that caused me to sit up and take notice of the indie music climate of 2016. The overall production on Anything But Words fluctuates between rock and sample-laden compositions evocative of motion picture soundtracks, usually with heavy hip-hop beats that complement the overall soundscape and tie everything into a neat uh, head-nodding package. RZA's intensity and lyrical aptitude deliver the gut punch that makes this album stand out amongst its contemporaries. My sample from this entry is Sword in the Stone, which after a chill, a chill build-up showcases RZA and featured rapper Cool Keith's vocal assaults that make it an arena-thumping crowd-pleaser. You get RZA on something, you know it's going to be fucking good. That guy can rap his ass off. Yeah. That's some good stuff. So here it is, Sword in the Stone, from Anything But Words by Banks and Steels. Stars are Supremacy, take it to extremities. Can't be poisoned by your noise and always got our remedy. Microphone is weaponary, rapper skills legendary. Bust a nut, all these sluts, only gun is necessary. Polo weather, never sharing, top to bitches, I'll be bagging. Undefeated, quite conceited, many times I'll catch me bragging. Can't a motherfuckers walking with our pants sagging. Quiet in his brain, y'all upon my bandwagon. Fire breather, dragging this ashes. Microphone abusing, makes my poison legs with street. Life hip hop abusing, choosing in a Lamborghini, sipping on the drama. Good niggas saw me, they thought they saw a Lamborghini My logo got carved inside the limestone My mind has grown up across five time zones Bobby's sake took the quake of a drum track Make no mistake, after this you wanna jump back Jump back, jump back, nigga, jump back Got enough fungus, got the fill a dump truck Pump up your fist to this, or you get lumped up Immaculate conception you thought you had life, but that was just my reflection. I'm circumcised, thoughts I pray through protection. Sterilized mind, I'm immune to infections. So make a U-turn before you burn. You turn I don't give a fuck what you earn. This is hip-hop, Take them back, take them back, take your body here. Put your motherfucking hands up in the air. I said, put your fucking hands in the air. Oh, 
like an alternator, detonator, orchestrator. The heat's on the microwave, dark ready to take a shade. Park up in the valley, the phantom pulling town square, get out with valleys. I take your girl inside, checkers in the valley. They say she a stallion. The half pump with 40 gallons. They see me arc two parked up in Parkview. Men drumming out, workout. I can't slouch. Women see the muscles. The flexing on the couch. I'm Billy Rayon. Toyota spot, low key gas station, get gas. You see the Avalon, bubble minked up. I charge coach and Paragon. If she fall, I tell her go sew her hair on. Stare on and drive out. The cat scratch your eyes out. I take my sword on board. The G4 and fly out. The Rolls Royce decapitated. Throw your head out. Mexican Rodell, you see the cartel. Helmets on the first team in the box. Holes with triple beans. Magna Cartier watch. I'm tall as Chris Bosch. How you like to fit it? Move it. Spin a watch. Never seven pops and quits his hobby back. Let the music play, slow down the gun play. Let you move for 6K. Destroy you in one day with just words. Reverse the SMA with sword. I love myself. How can I stress so broad? I face everyday calamities. It's calm at the swarm on the pond. We're 48 straight without a yawn. You trap on G8 and checkmate with a pawn. Bobby Stills, gotta see the swing on the lawn. In a pool in the back, I dread it. Selling cracks, I was good at flipping packs. Fiends kept coming back. Who's a leather bag for Gucci's cock at me? On my foot, I come to learn. I can earn more from one book. I blow one for Donald Passman, and I outpost my classmen. Hip-hop music, I love it with a passion. It ain't nothing like hip-hop music. We like it, cause we choose it. Whether program samples or acoustic. I got you in a puzzle cube like a Rubik's. The after way when you retire, I am records you perspire. Makes it still, makes it still. Taylor, the time has come. The t- the time foretold by prophecy. Time foretold by prophecy, and moon pies, <laughs> and mayonnaise. Because Taylor yeah. loves mayonnaise. Because like, I'll be on Twitter, just sitting there looking at anime girl titties, and there's Taylor all up in my DMs. Are you, hey Polly, guess how much I love mayonnaise? And like, Jesus Christ, girl. I know. I mean, I do. I do occasionally post some anime titties covered in a thick, sticky white substance, but it's probably not mayonnaise. Wow, that's lewd. That's no, lewd. no looter than what I'm gonna do to you when we're done recording. Boom, boom. Just gonna stick it right in me. Boom. Yep. Boom. And all over me too. Oh yes. All right. <laughs> So what's your number one? <laughs> My album of the year. It, it likely not a shock to many people that I've talked to or, or have seen me talk about music this year at all. It is David Bowie's Black Star. Ah, uh, yeah. I think this album is just quite simply a work of art. Um, I mean, leave it to David Bowie, somebody who their entire career 
you know, built a, a, their entire brand on just amazingly huge and big things and just like with a lot of style and grace. Um, and that is exactly what Black Star is. It is an album recorded by someone knowing that they're dying and it's not remorseful. It's not looking at it as a why me. It's, it's an album that very much looks at his entire life and says, you know, I had it pretty good. I, I don't have a lot of things to complain about going out this way. And um, it is also just a, you know, a really painful album to listen to as well. Like a, this album, like though it's been out like, you know, nearly a year now because it came out in January. Yeah. Um, it's this still a-, a very hard listen. Uh, just because this is a brutal album <laughs> it is but it's also just so beautiful like i i don't have a big enough vocabulary to really say anything more than that i think that it's just a gorgeous brutal album that is honest in a way that a lot of albums can't be because they're not recorded under the kind of you know the guy would recorded it literally as he was dying and um it's just an amazing piece of work that i think is going to stand the test of time like and i think people are going to be talking about this album for years just because oh, I, yeah? I think it's that significant and i had to do it i had to choose the one song from this album that literally makes me a fucking cry baby uh, every time I hear it, but I absolutely think that it is gorgeous and I love it. Um, it is Lazarus. Uh, uh. So here it is, David Bowie's Black Star Album of the Year. Uh, have some Lazarus, get you some tissues. It's all going to be okay. It is. It's. It's. It'll be fine. Don't worry. We got you. We got you. Boo.
Okay, Taylor. Um, there you go. It's time we go ahead and I'll, you know, let you uh, take over things uh, for a minute. Well, while Polly collects herself, <laughs> it's time for my album of the year, 2016. It is What One Becomes by Sumac. Oh, I'm not surprised at this one at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... <laughs> I am not surprised. Like, I was waiting the whole time thinking, where's that going to be? <laughs> is it, oh, okay, I know. Oh, yeah. man, good choice, though. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. So, Sumac is a uh, three-piece uh, progressive sludge metal band from various parts of the world, mostly based out of Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are formed of Aaron Turner of the band Isis, mm-hmm. uh, Brian Cook of Russian Circles and These Arms Are Snakes, <laughs> and Nick Yassishin from Baptists. Mm. And so, uh... Last year, uh, The Deal was my number three, and I was like, damn, that's a good record. I can't wait to hear what they're going to do. And then this record came along, and it's like, holy shit. Got your wig blown back all the way. And I think a lot of that has to do with um, uh, Aaron Turner and Nick Yassishin wrote The Deal basically as a duo. Mm Mm-hmm. And brought Brian Cook in after the fact to lay the bass down in the studio. Yeah. And then in the interim, he has since become, like, an actual member. <laughs> oh, so it's just, like, finalized now. Like, part, yeah. of the, part of the whole package now. Yeah. So you can tell because the bass work that underlies everything is much more intricate. Yeah. And much more sort of, you know much more characteristic of Brian Cook, whereas on The Deal, it was pretty much all just, like, you know, they they brought Brian Cook in because of the way he sounded, but the songs were pretty much already there. Yeah, yeah. And, and this time, he obviously had a hand in the songwriting, because mm-hmm. it's just, it's got more ebb and flow, it's got, you know, more variations in dynamics and rhythm and just kind of like styles. Yeah. It's got some of those fucking bizarre time signature changes that you had from last time. They're always tasty. Yeah. And it just, it feels, it feels like a more realized project now. Mm. And goddamn, if it isn't the best thing that Aaron Turner has done since ISIS broke up. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I don't like Old Man Gloom that much. <laughs> oh, I got you. I got you. So, uh, the song I chose is the album closer, Will to Reach. Mm. And yeah, just take everything I said and put it in a put it in a blurb about a song.
So, there we have it. 2016, a fantastic year for music. Just, I'm so eager for 2017 already. Like, we already know of, like, some really great albums that are on the horizon. Um, Yeah. I mean, you start the year off with fucking Run the Jewels 3. Yeah, and at the drive-in are lurking around threatening. (laughs) Like, I know that there's another anti-mask album on the horizon as well. So it's just like, man, I I want, like... Man, music just keep being good, and we're gonna be real fucking happy. Yeah, we we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna need it because apart from the music, what a shit oh, show this fucking year was. God, what a shit show! Like we need just good. We need four straight years of just real great music. Yeah, please let's get back. Let's get back into hardcore punk. There you go. So, uh, before we close it out, Taylor, why don't you give us a rundown of your entire list, 10 to 1. What are your albums of 2016? My albums from 10 to 1 are Splendor and Misery by Clipping. 9 is Arctis by Usan. 8 is Purple by Baroness. 7 is The Follower by The Field. 6 is Bottomless Pit by Death Grips. Five is The Madness of Many by Animals as Leaders. Four is Transcendence by Devin Townsend Project. Three is Guidance by Russian Circles. Two is The Violent Sleep of Reason by Mashuga. And one is What One Becomes by Sumac. Mm, that is a solid fucking list. My 10 to 1. Number 10 is Periphery 3, Select Difficulty. Number 9, A Tribe Called Quest. We got it from here. Thanks for the service. Number eight, thank you, scientist. Stranger heads prevail. Number seven, garbage. Strange little birds. Number six, death grips. Bottomless pit. Number five, Saul Williams. Martyr loser king. Number four, Daddy Brown's atrocity exhibition. Number three, Deftones. Gore. Number two, Radioheads. A moon-shaped pool. And my album of the year is David Bowie's black star taylor i want to thank you once again for joining me on this musical odyssey of counting down our top tens and just like just having a real good time talking about them oh yeah it's always a good time and the album listening club we're going to be back at you early next year with uh another fresh episode so don't worry we're we're always regular yeah (laughs) (laughs) we had like two episodes this year yeah life Uh, happens people yep life happens that's okay but uh we will catch you all in the new year i want to thank boner of course and byron for contributing their lists and songs as well and i want to thank you all for listening and leaving feedback and uh just generally you know being interested in uh giving us a shot at doing what we do here so for myself and from my good pal taylor Listen to more Death Grips.